ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهج هج محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار مرحبا اهلا وسهلا Today bi idhnillahi ta'ala we want to give a reminder a reminder that we find constantly mentioned in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a reminder that we find often in the sunnah of the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam Allah Azza wa Jalla he mentions kullu nafsin dha'ikatul maut wa nabluukum bisharr wal khair fitnatan wa ilayna turja'un that every soul shall taste death and we will test you with evil as well as good as a trial into us is your return Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us of death often in the Quran and often we find in the sunnah the reminder of death but this is the inevitable journey that everyone must take but likewise Allah has reminded us of the tests and the trials and tribulations that we will go through in this life and these tests will be from matters of evil 
as Allah mentions, وَنَبَلُوكُمْ بِالشَّرْ وَالْخَيْرِ We will test you with evil and we will test you with good. Sometimes people think that the test is only with the evil or the hardships. But tests also come from the good that Allah gives to you. And this is the trial that every one of us we go through in life. As Allah Azawajalli mentions, Alif La Meem, Ahasiban Nas, An Yutraku, An Yakulu, Amanna, Wahum La Yuftanun, Walakada Fatanna Ladina, Min Kabirihim, Falayalaman Allahu Ladina Sodaku, Walayalaman Al Kadibi. Allah Azawajalli mentions, Alif La Meem. Do the people think that they will be left saying that we believe and they are not tested? Indeed, we tested those before them so that Allah knows and He makes known those who are truthful and that Allah knows and makes known the liars. So the test that Allah Azawajal tests the people with it is a means of separating the truthful from the liars, the believers from those who do not believe. Allah Azza wa Jalla states, "Walanabluwannakum hatta la'nama al-mujahidin minkum wa And indeed, we will test you in order that we know, and Allah knows. Who are those who strive from amongst you and who are the patient? So the test of when they come, they come to distinguish the people, the good from the bad. So it is upon the believers that when the test come, of evil and difficulty and hardship that we be patient and when the test come of the matters of good it is upon us to be grateful and this is how we pass the test if the test come from the angle of good and we are not grateful to Allah we failed that test if the tests come from the angle of hardship and difficulty and we are not patient, we failed that test. And this is life, Ikhwan wa Akhawat. You're going to go between receiving good and experiencing difficulty. That's life. And the Prophet ﷺ, he taught us the methodology of the Muslim during each time, how his response is to be when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned, Ajaban the Amr al-Mu'min, فَإِنَّ أَمْرَهُ كُلَّهُ خَيْرٌ وَلَيْسَ ذَلِكَ إِلَّا لِلْمُؤْمِنِ How amazing is the affair of the believer. For indeed all of his affair is good, and that's for no one except for the believer. إِنْ أَصَابَتْهُ سَرَّا 
shakara fakana khayran lahu if some matter of happiness or good befalls him he's grateful he thanks allah and that's good for him wa in asabathu darra sabara fakana khayran lahu and if some difficulty or harm some calamity befalls him he's patient and that's good for him so this is the affair of the believer going through times of ease and going through times of hardships and when the hardships come we are to be patient and know and believe that after the hardship comes the ease and this is what is mandatory upon us as allah azza wa jalla mentions fa inna ma'al usri yusra inna ma'al usri yusra that indeed with the hardship comes an ease indeed again with the hardship comes an ease the scholars they say hardship here in this surah is in the definite sense so there's one hardship with the one hardship comes an ease and again with that same hardship comes another ease so two eases for one hardship and that's a mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah he mentions sayaj'alu Allah ba'da usrin yusra and Allah will make after difficulty ease Allah will make after difficulty ease These are the teachings which we find in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what we must cultivate ourselves upon when it comes to the trials and the tribulations and the calamities. Know that barakallahu feekum when a person is tested or a person is afflicted by a calamity or a test it does not automatically mean that the person is being punished this is a mistake in the understanding of many people that when they see people go through hardship automatically in their mind they think oh such and such a people or someone so is being punished by Allah or the person must have done something wrong to be going through that The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he mentioned Ashaddu an-nas bala'an al-anbiya thumma as-salihun thumma al-amthal fa al-amthal yubtala ar-rajul 'ala hasab dinihi fa in kana fi dinihi salabatun zida lahu fi al-bala' The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he mentioned from amongst the people who have the most severe test are the prophets meaning they go through the most severe of the test 
in the hardest of times, the prophets. And then after them, the righteous, and then those who are similar to them, and then those who are similar. The person is tested and afflicted according to his religion. If he is strong in his religion, then the calamity or the test increase or intensifies. The stronger the person's faith, the stronger the test. The more difficult the time the person goes through. Is this due to a sin and corruption? The prophets and the messengers, they were the best of the people. But yet their test was the most severe. This hadith itself is a proof that not everyone who was going through hard times and calamities, it means that that person is a person of corruption and Allah is punishing the person. The scholars they mention, when you see someone from amongst the Muslims who hourly or apparently is a person of righteousness, when you see that person going through hardships and trials and tribulations, the thought is to be that Allah Azawajal is testing that person because he loves him. And that person is a person of righteousness and goodness. But ask for yourself, when you yourself go through hardship and calamities, then you accuse yourself and say that it is due to your sins. Not the opposite. When you're going through something, you say, oh, Allah loves me. But when somebody else is going through something, no, Allah is punishing that person. <laughs> Allah is getting that person for a sin. No, have bad thoughts about yourself and good thoughts about others. Because we know ourselves and we know the things that we do that we have no business doing. So when we go through something, we should automatically think this is due to such and such a sin we committed. This is due to such and such a statement I said the other day that wasn't right for me to say or the likes. Allah Azza wa Jal, he mentions أَمْ حَسِبَتُمْ أَنْ تَدْخُلُوا الْجَنَّةَ وَلَمَّا يَعْلَمِ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا مِنْكُمْ وَيَعْلَمَ الصَّابِرِينَ Do you think that you will enter into the paradise and Allah does not know those from amongst you who strive and those from amongst you who are patient and of course Allah He knows meaning is not made manifest those from amongst the people who strive and those from amongst the people who are patient. Without these tests, Allah Azawajal knows those who strive and those who are patient from those who do not strive and those who are impatient. Allah knows. But from His wisdom and His justice, Allah, He tests the people so that the matter becomes manifested. And then the people are proof against themselves. Now, we have on the, on the authority of Abi Huraira radiallahu anhu. 
أخذتك أم ملدم قط قال وما أم ملدم قال حر يكون بين الجلد واللحم قال ما وجدت هذا قط قال فهل أخذك هذا الصداع قط قال وما هذا الصداع قال عرق يضرب على الإنسان في رأسي قال ما وجدت هذا قط فلما ولى قال من أحب أن ينظر إلى رجل من أهل النار فلينظر إلى هذا Abu Huraira radiallahu anhi mentioned that a Bedouin entered upon the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Have you ever been overcome or taken by Umm Mildam? So he said, What is Umm Mildam? He said, It is a heat that is between the flesh in the skin, meaning fever. He said, I've never experienced this. He says, have you ever been taken by this headache? Or the suda'? He said, what is the suda'? He said, the suda'? is the vein that beats upon the head, or upon the person in his head, meaning the headache. He said, I've never experienced a headache. So then he left. He turned away and left. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, whoever loves to look at a person from the people of the hellfire, then let him look at this man. What is the issue here? The man didn't experience no trial in life, no tests in life. He didn't go through no hardships in life. For the people of paradise, they get into paradise after trials and tribulations in the dunya. After tests and hardship, just like the prophets and the messengers. Going back to that verse, do you think that you will enter into the paradise? Right, you have to be tested. You have to go through some type of hardships. Allah mentions, "Am hasibatum an tadkhulul jannata walamma yatikum mathalul ladina khalu min qablikum masathum albaasa wadhara wazulzilu hatta yakul alrasul waladina amanu maghu." متى نصر الله ألا إن نصر الله قريب. Do you think that you will enter into the paradise, and that which afflicted those who passed away before you has not come to you? They have, they were tested with harms and difficulties, and they were shaken until the point. That the messenger and those who believe along with him, they said, when is the help of Allah going to come? Allah, he says, indeed the help of Allah is near. So the best of mankind 
and those with them, they were tested. The prophets, the messengers, and their companions, they were tested. So here, this Arabi, this Bedouin, he comes, he hasn't gone through anything. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned, whoever loves to look at a person from the people of the hellfire, then look at this man here. So when the test of the calamity comes, be patient with the, with the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And look at it as a means of purification. And perhaps, perhaps Allah loves you. And you hope that, and we hope that. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned, مَنْ Whoever Allah wants good for, He afflicts him. Puts him through tests, trials and tribulations. So it is upon us to be patient. And when we go through the trials and the tribulations, we must respond in the legislated manner. And, we, we, and when we want to remove hardship from us and difficulty from us, we must turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a manner that's legislated to bring the ease after the hardship. From the ways that we can bring about ease after the hardship, is seeking help with Allah Azza wa Jal with patience and prayer. As Allah He mentions, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanus, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanus, Ta'inu bis sabri wa salah, Inna allaha ma'as sabirin. O you who believe, seek help from Allah by way of patience and prayer, and indeed Allah is with those who are patient. So when something is happening in your life that is of difficulty and you want this matter to leave and you want to be relieved of it, alayk bis-sabr was-salah. Upon you is patience and upon you is prayer. There's power in the patience, wallah. And there's power in the prayer. But a lot of times when we are afflicted with hardships and calamities, we don't look to patience and prayer to remove the hardships and the calamities. Rather you find the people looking for relief through other outlets. And sometimes these other matters are from that which Allah has prohibited. You look at the non-Muslims, and this is their way. When they go through hardships and calamities, the majority of them, you find them, what they do? They find from amongst them those who use drugs. You find from amongst them those who waste the money to make themselves happy. So they just go on a, a shopping spree. You find, and, and Allah does not love those who waste. Allah, He hates idaat al-mal. وَكَرِهَ لَكُمْ ثَلَاثًا قِيلَ وَقَالْ وَكَثْرَةَ السُّؤَالِ وَإِضَاعَةَ الْمَالِ And Allah, He dislikes for you three things. Gossip, He said, and it was said. Uh, abundance, uh, excessive questioning, and the wasting of wealth. 
But this is one of the ways that you find the non-Muslims they embark upon when they want to relieve themselves of sadness and difficulty and hardship. Let's go shopping. And they just go on a shopping spree, but actually they're wasting wealth. You find from amongst them those who they eat in abundance. And this is not something that Allah Azza wa Jal encourages or is encouraging the religion to do. Rather, it is discouraged that a person he eats and eats and eats and eat. The Prophet ﷺ, he taught us that the worst vessel to fill is your stomach. That's the worst vessel to fill. And that there should be a thuluth for the food, uh, for the ta'am, and a thuluth for the sharab, for the drink, and a thuluth for the nafis, for the, for the, for the air. But what do these people do? Because they're sad or they're going through hardship and they eat and eat and eat and eat and then they make themselves sick. The Prophet said, La darar wa la dirar. There's to be no harm in reciprocating harm. And then what you mentioned, the committing of suicide, not having patience, not having patience with the test in life. So they want to end it all. These ways of relieving oneself and removing oneself from hardship and calamities and sadness and grief, these ways are not legislated. Rather, this is from the prohibition. So whenever the Muslims embark upon that which the disbelievers are doing, then this is a form of imitating the disbelievers. And the Prophet ﷺ mentioned, مَن تَشَبَّهَ بِقَوْمٍ فَهُوَ مِنْهُمْ That whoever imitates a people, he is from them. So the extent of our imitation of them, this is the extent of us being from them. Not necessarily meaning that the person is a disbeliever, he has left Islam. No, meaning you resemble them. So from the ways of bringing about relief, as-sabr wa salah as Allah Azawajal mentions, وَاسْتَعِينُ بِالصَّبْرِ وَالصَّلَاةِ وَإِنَّهَا لَكَبِيرَةٌ إِلَّا عَلَى الْخَاشِئِينَ And seek help with patience and prayer, and indeed, it is a great matter except upon those who have khushur, humility. Allah Azawajal, He mentions, in the Quran, and it shows another way to bring about relief. And whoever fears Allah, Allah will make a way out for that person from every difficulty. And Allah will provide for that person from where the person did not perceive. And whoever places his trust upon Allah, then Allah is sufficient for that individual. So here we have a taqwa wa tawakkul. A taqwa wa tawakkul. The taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as explained by Talq ibn Habib, an ta'mal bi ta'atillah, على نور من الله ترجو ثواب الله وأن تترك معصية الله على نور من الله 
تخاف إقاب الله. This is the taqwa of Allah. That you implement the obedience of Allah upon a light from Allah, meaning upon knowledge from Allah, hoping for the reward of Allah. And that you abandon and leave off disobedience of Allah upon a light from Allah, meaning upon knowledge, fearing the punishment of Allah. Also, Barakallah fikum from the ways to find relief from difficulties and hardship, turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with tawbah and acknowledgement of one's sin. And seeking the pardon of Allah. We have in the case of Yunus alayhi salam. When he was swallowed up by the well. And indeed that was a difficult situation. Being swallowed up by a whale. And Yunus alayhi salam, he was in a state of triple darkness. The darkness of the night, the darkness of the sea, and then the darkness of the belly of the well. How did Yunus alayhi salam get relief from that situation? By making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala La ilaha illa ant subhanaka inni kuntu min al-dhalimin. No one has the right to be worshipped except for you, O Allah. And glory be to you and how far you are removed from every imperfection. Indeed, I was from amongst the wrongdoers. When we look at this dua of Yunus alayhi salam, the first matter that he mentions, La ilaha illa ant. No one has the right to be worshipped except for you, meaning you, O Allah. Getting relief from hardship and difficulty is by way of the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is from the most important of matters. 
by way of establishing the monotheism of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah's right that no one has the right to be worshipped except for Him. For this is what we have been created for. وَمَا خَلَقَتُ الْجِنَّةِ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ And I have not created the jinn nor the mankind except to worship me, meaning me Allah Azza wa Jal. So Yunus alayhi salam, he mentioned la ilaha illa ant. No one has the right to be worshipped except for you. You are Allah. And la ilaha illallah is the kalima of ikhlas, the kalima of tawheed, the kalima of Islam. The statement of sincerity, the statement of monotheism, the statement of the religion. This is our model. La ilaha illallah. No one has the right to be worshipped except for Allah. So Yunus alayhi salam, he turned to establishing and acknowledging the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to get him out of that situation, which is a difficult situation. Can one actually fathom being in the well of a bed, uh, in the belly of a well, and still alive? Allah. That, that's serious. That's serious. So Yunus alayhi salam. He calls upon Allah. He starts off by mentioning the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And establishing that no one has the right to be worshipped except for Allah. And this shows the mistake of those who downplay the matter of Tawheed. Oh, you're always talking about Tawheed. You're always talking about La ilaha illallah. Enough of that. Children are being killed in Palestine. This is happening here. All the Muslims are in a state of calamity all around the world. Yunus was in a state of trial and tribulation and calamity in the belly of the well. But look what he turned to to get himself out of the situation. So perhaps if the Muslims, they return back, to la ilaha illallah as they're supposed to and everything that is connected with it, the relief will come. Then Yunus, he mentions subhanaka. Glory be to you, O Allah, and how far you are removed from any imperfection. He praised and magnified Allah after establishing that none has the right to be worshipped except for Allah. He magnified and glorified Allah. That's worship. That's the worship that's for Allah alone. To be magnified in this manner. And then lastly, إِنِّي كُنْتُ مِنَ Indeed, I was from amongst the wrongdoers. He acknowledged his sin and his wrongdoing. SubhanAllah. When we go through calamities, do we do this? Establish the monotheism, the, the monotheism for Allah, the right of Allah to be worshipped. 
praise Allah and magnify and glorify Allah and then acknowledge our sins. This is the way of one of the prophets from the prophets of Allah. And the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam he taught us this matter to say this whenever we are in difficulty in hardship and never does one of us say this except that Allah will relieve us just as he relieved Yunus alayhi salam my brothers and sisters in Islam we have to begin to put these things into practice. I mean, we read these stories, we read these narrations, but in the time of calamity, do we refer back to them? It's like a person who trains martial arts for years. He's in the dojo, he's doing all these nice fly kicks and breaking bricks and punching through boards and then as soon as he gets into a real fight he forgets everything subhanallah he gets beat up <laughs> all the training out the window forgets everything let's not be like this we hear the khutab we hear for the durus the classes and then when the test come we forget all of those ayat we heard in the khutbah all the hadith we heard in the khutbah all the ayat we heard in the classes and the ahadith in the classes we forget them this is not befitting how many of us have memorized for in the ma'al usri yusra in the ma'al usri yusra our children, alhamdulillah, they've memorized this. But now when the hardship comes, does the verse come to mind to make us at ease? To put us at ease, okay, there's a hardship coming, there's going to be two eases after this hardship. Or do the people start to complain against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And that's the worst type of complaining, that a person complains against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the people. For the people, they cannot remove your difficulty and hardship. Only Allah. So when Allah tests you, don't go to the people and complain against Allah. Rather, go to Allah and complain to Allah against yourself. Like in the case of Yunus, Indeed, I was from amongst the wrongdoers. I wanted to give this as a short reminder to remember that after the hardship comes the ease and to remember that the life of this world is a test and that we will be tested with not only bad but with good also. And when the difficulties and the hardships they come, we must have patience. And when the good comes to us, 
we must be grateful and thankful. This is how we pass those tests. I will stop at this point. Whatever is correct, the praise is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And whatever is incorrect, it is for myself. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika shadu an la ilaha ila anta astaghfirukum wa atubu ilaik. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.